Okay, we are rolling. We are back. Hey, yeah, how you hold it? Did you clean up those cards? Yes. I mean, we lost a good post show. Did yeah. you check to make sure that we definitely lost it? I didn't check that well. We might still have it. <laughs> See if I can find it. I almost lost last week's show. Got lucky. I had it copied on the laptop, but so the first card got screwed up. I was uh, imaging a Linux machine. I was trying to image a thumb drive, and it was plugged in, and it wrote to the flash card. Fuck. So then I had the backup card in a couple of days later, and I already had the files copied to the laptop, but it was on the couch, and Max is like walking on the edge of the couch and steps right on the edge and breaks the <laughs> SD card. <laughs> Got it, but a little too close for comfort. There. Wow. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's not like you didn't. It's not like you had a lot of time to get those files off, right? I mean, well, no, they were off. <laughs> they were off. It's been a, a crazy month, but um, it has well, I won't make excuses. But yeah, I can't believe it's over already. It's just been a really busy October. Oh, I, I told you. So one of the things I was doing was so October is Microsoft's giving month. You know, where they mm. encourage people to donate money and or volunteer and stuff like that. And then people organize. Well, let me send you the link for my extra life. There you go. Um, I'm curious about whether that gets a match or not. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk into it. Anyway, um, one of the events that some guy organized was called Hands for Heroes. There's a nonprofit called Different Heroes, and they they take um, 3D printed hands for kids with limb difference. You know, because kids are growing so fast that you know, getting a many thousand dollar prosthetic hand. Mm-hmm. You know, isn't really worth it. So I printed. Uh, so I had from the first of October to the sixteenth of October, and I printed thirteen hands. And it takes about twenty hours a hand. So printer was going like nonstop. I stopped for the show where Sean came. You know, and that was pretty much it. Uh, really cranked him out. So that's what you were seeing there. With the, I showed you with that shiny. Shiny filament, right? Or a couple of the, the fails. Uh, I love that blue color. It's really cool. It has kind of this pearlescence to it. Uh, and it was, it was, the filament printed well. It was a good price. Cheaper than, you know, a lower price point than what I normally get for filament. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's pretty neat stuff. I was pretty but does it break easily? I mean, if you're going to use hands. It stuff. has a pretty good strength to it. I mean, so this one... This one here actually detached from the bed. You can see right here where it kind of gets offset. And, um, but, I mean, it's it's not going to have that much stress on it in its daily use, mm-hmm. right? So, and again, this is one that was kind of goofed up, so it didn't have the kind of adherence that you would actually want from it. With the filament, the, the, the color, as you were saying, is really interesting because, yeah, it, it's this... Kind of in in Jeff's case, it's green, and in my in in the case of what I'm holding, it's blue. But if you get it at the right angle, it reflects the light strongly. So mm-hmm. it has this like, like just said, sort of a pearlescent quality to it. Kind of it 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 seems to sort of glow more than yeah. than, than another white. Yeah, I have a I had a purple too. I I printed all the purple. Uh, the blue had the best kind of play with the light mm-hmm. though. Out of all of them. Really makes the zit stand out. Yeah. The zits are the little uh, 
You shouldn't see zits on the bottom. They should be on the... Are there? Uh, yeah. No, the zits. The so, zits are typically what you see on the side here, but yeah. I'm trying to remember exactly why. I, I know they're called zits. They're, they happen because the system is... Well, you can explain it better than I can. It's, it, it's, it's because my system's not tuned perfectly. Most of the time, I tell it to align the edge to the backside, so they're just kind of a vertical line where the so the zits all kind of match each other. Um, for these pieces, I didn't necessarily want to introduce uh, a weak. In hindsight, I could have done it; it would have been fine. I was worried about introducing a weak spot, so I told um, it to kind of randomize where the layer changes were. But then you see that my printer is not really dialed in and makes all the zits. The zits are when it changes the layer. There's a little bit of ooze, and it makes a blob on the outside of the the perimeter. Um, it feels most, cool. Most, I mean, the thing is, they're like they're noticeable if you look at it, but it actually feels nice and smooth. Well, yeah, that's the bottom side. So that's that's up against the glass. Oh, right? okay. So that I mean, so that one. I mean, the, yeah, when you're printing against glass, you can get a really nice finish i mean that's like a, a glass sheet finish right there uh, if you don't have the nozzle as close to the bed you'll find a feel some grooves there mm. but well that's another thing i wonder about this filament it almost i guess there is a little bit of texture there it almost seems like the outer layer has a bit of transparency to it or something you know it's sometimes i mean it's sometimes when you look at it i mean likely that is probably the reason for it having this yeah. this effect is that there is some transparency, so it's letting light in on certain angles. Um, you know, it, it's the same thing that that gives um, uh, <laughs> my mind just went blank because I was I was actually thinking of another a really good example of another thing that does this, and my mind just went blank. Insect shells, clam shell, you know, like uh, seashells, things like that. Mm-hmm. Right. That wasn't what I was thinking. Okay, of. just trying to help you out. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, but no, no. Anyway, the idea being that yeah, there is a slight transparency mm -hmm. here, and the way the optics work. It, yeah, it's a neat filament. A stuff. So I, I think I have a fair amount of the blue left. So you wanted that double pendulum mm. uh, next to my Mabel. Have it loaded up. There are a couple different ones I posted uh, that are. I just, they're fun to play with, and, and it's a good example of, especially if you get a, 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 a one that's large enough, you could demonstrate chaos. There or, or technically, what you're demonstrating is okay, so a, a single pendulum system very much obeys Newton's laws, very predictable in terms of its movement. In fact, that's the whole point of like a pendulum, it's this predictable system. Mm -hmm. A double pendulum is a pendulum coupled to another pendulum. Introducing that coupled element causes it to be extraordinarily sensitive to initial conditions, like atomic level <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. sensitivity to, to its initial conditions. Therefore, even if you put it in, in what seems like the exact same place, the path that it takes when it starts to spin is going to be unpredictable, ultimately, even though it's following the basic deterministic laws mm -hmm. of physics. It's that coupling, it's that interaction between the two elements that right. basically magnifies all of the tiny differences and instabilities. Now, if you add three lengths, does it stay just as chaotic, or does it actually 
kind of smooth itself out again. No, it it would be. I mean, it's just you're just adding more things to you're coupling to more. Right, but I'm thinking of like if you know you take something like a rope, right? Mm. You know, it kind of would be a million little flexible things, right? But it's not really as chaotic. Just you know, kind not chill out. Well, I mean, if you if you were able to. I'm trying to 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 figure That's out. That's it. Maybe the the actual motion, like you know, because you have that whole calculus thing going on in a rope, right? And so it's super chaotic, super hard to predict everything. But because each uh, segment of strength is either really small or you know not even measurable, that it kind of just smooths itself out, right, or something like that. Um. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't look as crazy as your double pendulum video. Right? Well, the, the the thing about double pendulums is they there's no constraint on them in their direction. That they mm-hmm. they, sh- they are essentially free to move about uh, uh, along uh, the the axis you know, given to them. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas ropes, because of the way that you know they don't have that full freedom to move 360 degrees. Oh. Okay. So it, it's it, it's I think the fact that that there's no there's no dampening or there's very little dampening in the in the pendulum system that causes much more uh, chaos to emerge from the coupling than in a system where while there is a lot of coupling there are also a lot more restrictions on on the movement. It's a lot. Okay. So when's your uh, twenty? Oh, it's the night that. Clocks change, right? Is the twenty four? It is next weekend. Damien and Al going again, or mm-hmm. yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be what it is. It, it's uh, it's not. What's the thing I'm looking for? I don't want to say it's not fun because it is fun. Uh, it's. It's a marathon, though. It's mm-hmm. it's work. It, it takes effort, and so we're going. You know, we know that. <laughs> so what I've been doing actually this week, uh, once I got back from vacation, um, I was really really tired la- last week. I was like, the thing that vacation did to me most was just tire me out. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I've I've. Went up to Boston, was there for four days, running around with them all all over the place, and then immediately flew back to Pittsburgh and from the airport drove to Nick, who's like 60 miles east of, uh, or west of Philly. Mm-hmm. It's a four and a half hour drive. Uh, I'm there for until Friday, and Friday I drive back, but uh, that's, you know, another five hours, and just been running around the whole week and I am toast just I couldn't like that that's uh I was like that Saturday I just fell asleep and I was like I can't get up I cannot do it uh and I actually woke up at like 10 p.m and I was like oh now I'm now I'm up (laughs) but I knew it was Mm -hmm. it was a bad thing and I considered like that Friday, like I I could probably pull it off, but I was also like, Ugh. that's fine. 
Yeah. I mean, I had plenty of shit that I was working on the printer probably, right. so. But, yeah, so that was, so I got home and I started, you know, going go back to work. And then Thursday, had another problem with my HVAC system. I think we're, we're nailing down what the actual issue was. So I worked from home. And I decided to do, because I want, I want to do this, uh, when make ramen. I want to make nice ramen for everybody. Best way, I think, for me to do that is to take care of all the really hard stuff or, you know, just the long stuff way ahead of time. So that Thursday, I just made a, a, about three and a half quarts of ramen broth, of, of pork uh, bone broth, and I just froze. Uh, and it turned out great. It was like, it was, it was pure gelatin. It was awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sweet. <laughs> um, you just get, you know, get your pig's feet and uh, chicken. Give them pressure cooker. What? Do you have a pressure cooker? I do, but I don't use it oh, for okay. this. I think that you could use it for broth more than like a stock, which is really what you're getting because you're getting you're getting that bone. You want to get the, all that card. Oh, you get it with a pressure cooker. I'm sure you could, sure. but... You should see my turkey stock that I get. <laughs> it's just like what you're describing, where it's just complete gelatin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, but this is... Hey, it's, uh, it works. It makes a really good... Really nice broth, and then you just add other ingredients to it. I also cooked the made the pork loin, and uh, no, it's actually I'm sorry, it's pork it's pork belly that you roll up, cook basically in sake and um, sake, soy sauce, and mirin uh, at like three hundred degrees or two hundred seventy five degrees for like four or five hours, and then you put it in the fridge for a day because it's it's rolled up and mm-hmm. tied up. So then you put it in the fridge, which is done cooking, so it stays in its shape as you cut it. You make mm-hmm. slices. That's true. So it's these sliced pork, cooked pork belly. It's wonderful. Then I froze them, sliced, like in vacuum, vacuum sealed them mm-hmm. in one layer. Little medallions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, should, that way, all the hard stuff is done. <laughs> all the stuff that just would take effort is essentially done. It. I mean, now it's just... Cutting up a little some vegetables. I would. I'll probably do the um, the eggs the night before, because they only need to cure for about a day. Cool. I'm gonna take some duck eggs. Found a giant eagle. They sell duck eggs now. Nice. So I, I already tried with some duck eggs. Yeah, it works just as well. Very cool. Mm. And this is your meal you're making for extra life night. Yes. Last year we made briskets. I made it. I brought my sous vide machine. And we did brisket. Um, I think actually I I did it the night before, like because it has to do it for like forty eight hours or something. So I did it like the Thursday, the Wednesday and Thursday before, and then brought it. And then we but we finished it in the smoker. Um, but yeah, this is my contribution this time is ramen, awesome ramen. What do you do for the noodles? Do you are you gonna make the pasta? I or? have uh, dried ramen noodles. Okay. Not like not not the stuff in the bags, but well, like sticks. I understand. It wasn't gonna be top ramen. Yeah. Um, I also have some udon noodles. I think Damien likes the udon. I have those. Okay. I don't like that with, with ramen, but hey, he does. How do I turn off the screensaver? It's annoying the hell out of me. <laughs> Damn it, Mojave. Everything fun. <laughs> I do like dark mode. 
Okay. Slack doesn't seem to support it yet because it's so, so white. Uh, it's so white. Why are you so white? <laughs> Seriously. Uh, that's a problem. That's a problem these days. Yeah, uh, especially uh, you know, so Pittsburgh's the center of the uh, universe right now. Yeah, this is, this is a bad day for Pittsburgh. Uh, we won't really get into it for obvious reasons. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, a, little t- it's a little too close to home to, to actually dwell on it for too long. It's pretty fucking up. Well, like, fucked I, up. like I told my mom, I mean, you can't just... You can't just clam up when something like this happens. And you can't you can't just hide inside. You still have to live your life. And then my mom was like, "Oh, you got to put a guard in every single." I was like, you, "You can't do that feasibly." And that's I like it's it's just unfeasible to do that in the first place. And in the second place, that just makes life more like feel like you're. <laughs> Four four of, like, the 15 people injured were cops Uh with guns. Yeah. So I'm not sure the whole armed guards every place ever is the way to... It's interesting because... Maybe maybe I'll talk about this a little bit because at at work we did an active shooter training Mm -hmm. thing. I don't know if you've done that. Uh, No, not, not not, not a Microsoft one. Back before acquisition, we there was a plan that was kind of passed around, but not really trained on. And it's, I mean, it was an active shooter. It was more like a, well, it was more like strategy. You know, they going through things about this, but I thought it was going to be really lame and also just like, I mean, gross, right? And it was a little bit of that, but there was also some interesting like thoughts. That they had about the situation, and one of those was, if you're in an active shooter situation, your your goal is to live. People are going to die, so you have to stop with this idea of being a hero. You the idea is get the most people out of there alive because you're going to have a body count. It's that <laughs> is going to happen. Uh, like the, the the goal of of shooters in the situation is to is to kill the maximum amount of people. It is not a specific thing. So so like one of the things they train you on is don't be a hero. You know if you if you find yourself in a situation where you need to be then then or like don't be a hero, but also don't be passive. Don't simply sit there and wait. Mm-hmm. Hide behind things, find things that you can throw, anything to distract, I mean, anything throwing at people who are maybe shooting you, it may distract them, it may hit them, you know, who knows what could happen. Mm-hmm. Go for a tackle, it's better to be shot in the arm than it is to be shot in the head. Uh, you know, these simple things that are like, in some way, boiling the, the situation down to that does give you less fear of it just because you're not dwelling on so the negative yeah uh, i was paying attention to what you're saying but i just had this idea pop into my mind you know this whole armed guards everywhere is not feasible i 
am of the mind where, okay, I think, you know, gun control is the right answer, but since, you know, I'm also... I don't, I don't, I don't even want to bring up the... Oh. Con- I mean, I'm not even talking about... I wasn't even, I wasn't actually, I wasn't actually getting to, I wasn't going, that wasn't the point I was trying to make. Mm-hmm. The point I'm trying to make is, are you familiar with like the laser dazzler? They make this thing that's green lasers and... Basically, I think, I don't know if they're installed on planes yet, but I saw a proof of concept where basically, you know, think of a plane above the cockpit door. You have this thing that will like blind, like like temporarily like dazzle, mm-hmm. not bl- not physically blind, but dazzle the attacker, right? You know, it's kind of a, a less than lethal, you know, countermeasure type thing. I don't know what and, that does to somebody yeah. with, with an automatic weapon that they can simply... Yeah, spray and pray, right? Yeah, I guess if you you just put a point and pull the trigger and not see, then I guess yeah. If you don't really have an objective, I don't know if the dazzler would keep you away. It, it would also the cost to install something. Okay, so if it's not visual, uh, you know, something that's so loud mm-hmm. that you can't function, you know, that kind of thing, you know. Um, and how but, do you make sure that, that only? Go- I mean, that's gonna. Well, no, since it's not lethal, you can have it incapacitate have everyone incapacitate in the room. Everyone, but then how long does that incapacitate everyone for? Mm-hmm. Can you do that for a long time, for, for a long enough for a, for the right people to arrive without yeah. damaging people long term? Right. It was it was a half-baked it, half-cocked idea. There is no there's no good answer to this yeah. that doesn't involve changing culture somehow. I saw a political cartoon, and it was actually before the fucking shooting. It was about the bomber thing, right? Mm-hmm. It was a bomb squad guy cutting the mic cable to the presidential podium. Ah, yeah, well... <laughs> Uh, as I said, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of cultural things that I don't understand that are happening right now. I was talking to a friend of mine about it the other day. It's like, I don't think anyone understands what's happening in culture. I certainly don't. So, so part of the news that Heather got today was that this guy was anti-Trump. That's not true. Right. And I, she, she showed me a tweet. I'm like, no, look at this. This is saying that Trump wasn't going far enough. Right, yeah. It, you know, it, it's like, this guy has some good ideas, but he's a fucking pussy. Right. You know, that's what this was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it was Trump is not white supremacist enough. Not, I hate, you know, I, I, I hate everything Trump stands for. No, I think he is very much a cheerleader. <laughs> uh, and if it, I mean, the tweet itself had, we make America great again, right? It had that tag. Yeah, I'm like Heather. No, this is this is. He doesn't think America was getting great enough, fast enough, right? White enough. Get all the Jews and Mexicans out. So my my guy carpool with right, you know he. Well, I guess the Quinn's on the radio again. Jim Quinn, political, you know, no old timey, you know. From the 80s and 90s Pittsburgh conservative talk type guy. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know what the... But since he, I guess he's back on the radio. So I've been, I've been listening to this crazy town shit this week. Riding with him. 
So they it, are whipping their flag. Is it is it that? It, it, they're whip, but oh, they're just whipping their into a frenzy. They like, oh my, wow, dude. I mean, they're just they're idolizing Trump like this. You know, why are they being so mean to this great guy? And and then they're talking about you know. Oh, you know, I haven't heard Antifa used so much in like, you know, five minutes as, you know, that it's it's false flag and Antifa and yeah, some there there's 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 boogeyman, George Soros, right? Must mm-hmm. must have been in there. there there's oh boogeyman. yeah, that there are, he, that you know, there's no way that this many Guatemalans could be walking through Mexico without you know a supply chain. <laughs> um. <sighs> George Soros, I mean, it's it's this weird like myth making apparatus that they've locked onto. They, it's very Mormon Joseph cult, Joseph Smith cultish thing. The thing I find curious is does does my carpool guy coworker like think that this is the equal opposite to NPR that I listen to? Yeah, yes, yes. You know. and I understand. Yes, I think he he literally believes NPR is just as biased in the same way. Like, but it's actually objective reporting. Sure, I can, I can, I will not argue that they're. I, I don't hear it as much as I used to, but because I'm getting you know baptized in liberalism mm-hmm. or something, right? You know, but I I remember when I first started listening to NPR, I'm like, yeah, they're definitely you know. Just kind of the programming of they they do right, mm-hmm. you know. It just it. Oh, there's a, there's an editorial slant for yeah, sure, and yeah. and you can't. I, but I, it's also reporting. They give Republicans time. They they don't. Well, there I don't, are. There so are... I, when I hear when I hear this conservative stuff, it's like they are picking quotes and telling lies to whip their base into a fervor. Well, it, and see, does he hear don't, that? Does he hear that when he listens to NPR? They don't think it's telling lies. They they legitimately believe that that's the, the, the that's the way things are. Like we've moved beyond the concept. The concept of truth has now expanded into it's more about what you believe than 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 facts. And what? Right. This is this is a real. This is. One of the reasons I don't understand what's happening in culture because this is happening, and uh, and I don't know of a way to counter it. I don't know if it like it seems bad to me, but of course it's going to seem bad to me. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I they 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 have. I mean, it, it's it's relativity essentially. They they have their own um, uh, frame of reference, and everything that they are interpreting is is based on that frame. No, they don't have any invariance that we can use to communicate with them properly. Like at least the speed of light is an invariant in all frames of reference, so you can get the space time interval, which right. is invariant. But between the them. thing is, you know, the conservative talk radio is the editorial page of the paper. Or NPR is the news part of the paper, right? Right. And the news part of the paper can have a editorial slant, uh-huh. right, based on the publisher. But you know, it never goes as far as the editorial page in any kind of agenda. 
No? No, I, I disagree. Okay. I, I, I mean, it, it depends on the paper, but like I see it in, in uh, I read the Washington Post, I see it in the Washington Post all the time. They have supplements to, you know, they have the, new, the news story, and they have supplements to the news story that are still front page, that are news analysis, that are much more mm, opinion than they okay. are. Um, they are fa- They are like just pure, just the facts, ma'am. Um, but do they go the the level of of fear mongering that occurs, and and just and and the and the presentation of things that are demonstrably untrue, as if they were true. Uh, but then if, is is huge, like they by a definition that that I would agree on and you would agree on, they lie constantly. But do they know that it's a lie? I feel the people behind the microphone do. I feel that they are just if you repeat something to yourself enough, I don't know. I think that they are. The puppet masters, you know, doing the the means justify the ends type thing, right? Where they want to keep their agenda going, their party in power, and they'll do whatever it takes I over mean, the airwaves. It, to... it is it, it is basic exploitation. That's what I hear. I hear is we're going the the means will justify the ends. Here's our goal. Thank you. We got that. What's that? The ends will justify the means. Oh. Yes, the ends justify the means. Where here's our goal, and here's the strategy. We will take our base. We will tell them that George Soros has Hillary Clinton in the basement of a pizza shop, and all that. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, we have Nazis shooting up synagogues in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Openly, like crowing about it on uh, on. Various forms of social media. Boy, am I glad I got rid of Twitter. Oof. Can't imagine what that hell holds. Yeah, like this right. is one... The reason this one got messed up, right, is... It, something kind of... I think one of the fingers popped off and jammed up under the head, so it was off-centered. So you see how it's shifted from here to there? What's shifted? The, the print bed. So, it was, oh, so okay. when the nozzle thought it was here, it was actually there. Uh, so that's why it went and it started printing you know, offset by like an inch and a half. Huh. Cool. It looks like it looks like a cool thing like you'd put on a sci-fi set. <laughs> it yeah. does. Build build into a theremin mm-hmm. and you're good to go. Just you know stick it on some. Uh, this is a good way to get off of that whole politics bullshit. So yeah. let's just keep talking about the abstract shape of my failed print. So the, this could be used in a costume or something like a robot costume mm-hmm. for Halloween. I got that whole bucket of like prints and stuff over there and i kind of like i just don't like it melted into this like sculpture <laughs> mm. i guess we should go on to the main show sounds good or we could just keep drinking lou all night it's 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 really good right it's <laughs> yeah we've been drinking the brew gentleman's lou which is their ales for als mm-hmm. um, lou gehrig um beer i was out there on the 17th the I think we talked about this on the show real quick. We'll do this real quick before we finish mm. the pre-show. Uh, you know, I have a 3D printer. There's a club in Pittsburgh, 3D PPGH. It's a 3D printing club. Uh, 
two of the members of the club, the like the two founders of the club, these guys are deep into 3D printing and they're actually like known quantities in the 3D printing world type thing. So I like the idea of getting the club like out into social things instead of just being at Hack Pittsburgh all the time. So they got this thing at the Brew Gentleman and then it was like 3D printed beer coaster competition. And I think we talked about this, right? Yeah. Where it just seems super contrived to me. Where it's like, you know, only a few people have like printers. This may have been do. on on the Lost Post show, though. Yeah, only a few people have printers that can do multiple colors and things like that, right? That's super cutting edge at this point. So, like most average people are going to print out a coaster with some kind of relief pattern on the top, and it's going to be relatively lame, I thought. So. They had rules, and the rules sounded like they wanted the coaster to be like a cardboard coaster. It had to be the certain size, the corners had to be rounded, stuff like that. So I was thinking maybe the Brew Gentleman would take the winner and get a coaster, a cardboard coaster's run made of it or something like that. So I followed all the rules to the letter, but I made a electronic uh, rotating lighting beer coaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... You know, people loved it. They thought it was, you know, super cool. Uh, uh, Asa from the Brew Gentleman kind of picked the winner. The one that won was um, kind of a topographic relief of Pittsburgh, where like a map, and then he filled it in with resin, so it had this kind of like yeah. thing over top of it, and so it was a multimedia thing as well. But it was, you know, so and like I said, I, I wasn't really. I was I was just trolling the whole competition. Yeah, anyway, I mean, you, so. you, you were going there with you know this electronic doohickey that spun a glass around. I mean, yeah, it was, actually looked really good with beer in it. it like mm-hmm. it spun and it looked great. So, uh, one a growler of beer, one a sample of filament. It was it was fun. But um, I will show you after we stop recording. Uh, Ryan, who's one of the founders, after the competition, he did a uh, he. So he has a multicolor printer. And he did uh, the, the whole series of the Justice League, and they look fantastic. I'll show you them. Were there? What were the other coasters? Was anybody else doing something like you did? Some mad scientist like? Uh, they were mostly just regular coasters. Um, Chris from Hack Pittsburgh. They just got a sugar printer. Uh-huh. So it's kind of like um, it's one of those three D printers that prints with powder, but it actually prints with sugar and sake. And so uh, can it like dissolve? Yeah, you can yeah. eat it. Yeah. Oh. You can actually eat it. So he printed some beer coasters that were edible. Uh, he also did some 3D like like lace type structures just to demonstrate the printer was like super brand new, mm. the thing they just got. Um uh, Ryan did a couple filament like two color, like pause the print, replace the filament, you know, type things and, and do that. So he had some neat stuff going. Um the resin one definitely stood out because it was more than just, you know, throw a file at your printer mm-hmm. and have and you know, bring whatever comes out of it, you know. That was so, yours was too. Yours yeah, was yeah. you had you designed the system with the electronics inside of it and mm-hmm. also the gears to Yeah. Well there was there was one little bracket, one little triangular back bracket that I used to hold the gears in the right tension so they wouldn't slip. I printed it. 13 times before I got the measurements just right. <laughs> now, it was a small little bracket, so it didn't take very long to print. But it was like, print it, test it. Oh, it still slips this way. Okay, I'll change this dimension. Print, it took me 13 times to to get that right. So, Well, that's, you know, the 
that's the nature of, of yeah, it, it was fun it was that's and the you, first that's time why, I, that's why rapid prototyping is so cool oh well, exactly exactly yes and it was my first time really doing a transmission you know mm-hmm. like a gear transmission thing so i I was, I was You're learning along the way. I was remarkably close. I mean, the gears were slipping, but I was remarkably close at the beginning. I'm like, I was surprised when I did version one. Mm-hmm. I was like, huh, that's not that bad. And then version one to version 13 was just a few millimeters different, you mm-hmm. know, so. Cool. All right, let's get on to the beers, yo. Okay. 